One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Time then for another Marvel Cinematic Universe retrospective review, and this time it's Captain America 2, The Winter Soldier, where Owen was absent, so it was just me joined by Andrew Brooker talking through this one. Yeah, I was uh, ill, unfortunately, yes. but uh, yeah, uh, so, but I have listened to what you and Brooker have had to say, of course, whilst editing this, and I think we've got a good review in the end anyway, even without me. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> didn't, didn't miss you too much. Um, <laughs> but the, the, yes, the retrospective review... Uh, or retro review features, retrospective reviews, our review from the from the film's release at the time, as well as clips and trailers. The trailer is up now, and the review will follow. Coming up on the drop zone, Cap. You do anything fun Saturday night? Well, all the guys in my barbershop quartet are dead, so no, not really. You know, if you ask Kristen out from statistics, she'd probably say yes. That's why I don't ask. Too shy or too scared? Too busy! Was he wearing a parachute? No. No, he wasn't. They joined S.H.I.E.L.D. to protect people. Captain, to build a better world sometimes means turning the old one down. That makes enemies. Are you ready for the world to see you as you really are? Look out the window. You know how the game works. Disorder, war. All it takes is one step. We're going to neutralize a lot of threats before they even happen. Thought the punishment usually came after the crime. Shield takes the world as it is, not as we'd like it to be. This isn't freedom. This is fear. You need to keep both eyes open. I keep get, I still keep getting, you know, getting caught out when I hear Chris Evans like is going to be doing an interview, and I'm always still thinking it's the radio DJ rather than <laughs> the, the actor, and it then it throws me completely what's going on. That's that's the least of the problems with this film, though, because it is it is. I'm sure we'll probably all agree. Excellent across the board. So yes, I'm assuming we all enjoyed this one. Yeah, loved it. Mm. Mm. It was very good. I mean, I said um, ages ago that I thought it was going to be the best of the Phase 2 movies, which, in hindsight, is 
overkill because I've overhyped it to myself because I didn't quite enjoy it that much. I still think Iron Man 3 was better. But as a, a sort of spy thriller full of action and sci-fi and yeah, like, yeah. trying to combine loads of different genres, it was really good. I, I, it was really entertaining. I've said on somewhere else as well that if you took away kind of the, the superhero element, it could have quite easily been a, a Bond or Bourne type film. If you took away the superpowers and therefore toned down the action appropriately, then it could have quite easily been a Bourne or Bond type film. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, it, it would be a massive shame to tone down any of the action in which Soldier. Oh no, I don't mean like is. I don't mean like tone it down. I mean kind of make if you took the superpowers out of it to make it more realistic on the right lines, yeah. not tone it down because it was pretty violent, wasn't it? I, I think some of the action. I think the action was just some of the best that I've seen in a film with this um, certification. To be honest, I mean, yeah, it was really brutal. I counted at least three headbutts, which yeah. is crazy in a twelve-hour film. But it was yeah. really, uh, it was kind of, kind of. I think I don't know whether it was just the way it was filmed, or it was really kind of up close and personal. Especially uh, this might be a spoiler because it's in the trailer, but the uh, the escalator scene, sorry, the elevator scene, not escalator, mm. <laughs> fighting people running up moving stairs. It's a lift. Uh, the escalator scene is particularly brutal as well because everyone's kind of closed in in an enclosed space and it's just really kind of up close and personal. I was really impressed with that because I don't think the directors in charge are really known for their action credentials. Mm. You are, I mean, it was just uh, just a really well shot, interestingly choreographed fight scene as well. Because as we said, it, it was quite brutal. Um, the fact it was really quite a fast-paced fight as well was a lot more intense than anything that had been in First Avenger, for example. Mm. Yeah. So there was a de- there was a definite tonal shift. I mean, from, from the previous. I film suppose days. a lot of the action and fight scenes in the other phase one, phase two films have been a bit more cartoonish, and you'd probably expect that if you've got the Hulk or aliens or a man in a in a robot suit fighting. But this was just sort of, you know, men against men with guns or their fists or a shield, and it was a bit more. Well, it was obviously more realistic, but it was less cartoonish. What I think lets the film down overall is the lack of kind of depth to any of the key characters. Well, I don't know whether I'm kind of teetering on the edge of spoiler here, but the Winter Soldier himself could have done with a bit more, a bit more of a backstory mm, I mean, inserted. Maybe we should leave it there, save for any more listener comments we have. Yeah, we've got a couple more listener comments. We had at S Furnival. On, on Twitter, he wrote in and said, uh, The Winter Soldier is absolutely brilliant. It's perfect blend of humour, action and drama. Marvel's best yet. Which is quite a high praise indeed, I think, because um, a lot of people have been really impressed with this. So that's a good sign. We also had at New Rules New Life, who said, uh, lots of surprises, but not too many. Uh, you expected them. Uh, the directors clearly hate cars. Which I think is quite a fitting point. They do destroy an awful lot of yeah. cars in that film. That is true. Yeah. So I mean, it seems to be the general consensus was it was a good film. Some people really, really loved it, and I don't blame them. I think it was quite an entertaining film as well. I want you to call for a vote. Project Insight has to be delayed. Nick, it's not a favor. That's a subcommittee hearing. A long one could be nothing. Probably is nothing. I just need time to make sure it's nothing. Fine. But you gotta get Iron Man to stop by my niece's birthday party. Thank you, sir. Not just a flyby. He's got a mingle. What does the outcome of this film mean for for 
the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as it's been termed. There were more twists in this film than Mission Impossible 2, wasn't there? The whole thing had the air of John Woo with Bailey. <laughs> we got to see a lot more, kind of, a, a lot of Marvel characters and hear the names of some more as well in this film, didn't we? Yes, one particular one that made me do a little squeal of delight was when they mentioned Stephen Strange. I couldn't couldn't contain myself at that point. And there were quite a few people in the screening I was in as well. Which made yeah, lots of whispers suddenly. Yeah. yeah. And obviously Bruce Banner got a mention and Tony Stark got his mention and um, Maria Hill was back in it and Falcon was introduced. I really, Falcon was I, wasted. I, really liked, I, I was going to say I really liked Falcon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, I just thought he was there to just smile and kind of tug off Rogers for the entire film. Did anyone That's else? What he was doing. Did anyone else think? You know the bit towards the end where he was—I can't remember the character's name—but he was kind of um, the lead person of the Shield team that was going around trying to kill Captain America. And there was a bit right towards the end where you saw. Sorry. Crossbones. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the one. And yeah. you, uh, towards the end, you saw him and Falcon go to punch each other at the same time. It just reminded me of, of Rocky and Apollo Creed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was deliberate or not, but you literally, you just saw them throw a punch at each other at the same time, and then the scene cut. And I just thought, that's Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, Falcon, he was a good character, I guess. In the sense that, you know, he just played the same role that Don Cheadle played in the Iron Man films, really. He was just his Captain America's mate. I um, think they actually fleshed him out a lot better than, than, uh, um, God, I can't, yeah, Don War Machine. <laughs> War Machine, that's right. I am Patriot. Yes, War Machine rocks, double X, all capital. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they fleshed him out a lot better than, than they had done. Um, I, I thought he was really, I, I was a bit worried about how Falcon was going to, come off in the, you know, in this kind of grounded world, but I think they did a really good job with him. I think some of the, uh, some of the effects at the end with him flying around did look a bit silly. I'll, I'll happily put my hand up to that. But I thought it was really good. But no, I mean, what, how, what, what does this kind of film mean going forward for, for the whole universe, which was the question I posed at the start and we've not yet even touched on, I suppose. People who know the, the comic book storyline would have probably seen the iconic kind of what they were trying to make an iconic shot of um, the Winter Soldier kind of holding Captain America's shield and with with news that Chris Evans has come out with lately saying that he doesn't really want to carry on past Avengers 3. That's kind of quite relevant, I think. Well, I could think... be posturing for a new contract. Well, yeah, he, he could yeah. be, but it also kind of leads in quite nicely to what would happen if he wasn't just posturing, if he did want to go and do something else. So the... Sting at the end, although a lot of people are saying it's not really, you know, it's just kind of fan service, etc. I think it's actually quite potentially significant. I think as long as Chris Evans wants to keep doing these films, they'll keep him as Captain America, obviously. I quite like the way that Hydra was used in a, in kind of a real world sense in, in the fact that Project Paperclip actually existed in real life, where he brought the scientists over from Nazi Germany and Hydra infiltrated Shield off the back of that. I thought that was that was really good and really well worked in.
right, now time for our retrospective review on Captain America, uh, the Winter Soldier. Uh, joining me is uh, Andrew Brooker. Hello. So this was the, the last Marvel film. As Guardians of the Galaxy, wasn't it, after this, I think? Yeah, yeah, it was a couple of months yeah. after this one, wasn't it? Yeah, so this one was kind of the last the last of the, the, the existing Avengers um, before Age of Ultron. Oh, that's a that's a big big one to fo- to have to follow though. Isn't it? Yeah, but it's it's one of the best of the Marvel movies, isn't it? It is. I think it's probably of the the current kind of cinematic universe. I'd say it's probably my favourite one. It, it has all the fantastical bits of all the the Marvel films before it, but it's just a really really well made, well paced action film. I really like it. I think I've, I said before when we did the main review of the film when it first came out that you take away the, the superhero elements, so the superpowers of Captain America and the, the, te- the technological <coughs> advances that, that Falcon has. It, it's just a, it's a really good like political kind of, not spy, but political kind of thriller yeah, I, action I, film, isn't I, it? I action. A spy film, an espionage film, easily. Yeah. It's, it's easily a Bourne film by another name. It's it's a very excellent film out of the Bourne Bond category, and then you add in the superhero elements, and obviously takes on an extra dimension uh, and adds it into to the Marvel universe. Well, yeah, cause that that kind of it takes all the the silliness that you're not really allowed to put in films like that anymore, doesn't it? it the stuff that you could kind of get away with, like early '90s Bond stuff, or when Bond went to the moon. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. you, you get. You get to have all that silly shit from people. People forget that about Bond, don't they? That Bond, <laughs> really do. James, James Bond went to the moon, <laughs> and it, it's not mentioned enough when they're trying to do gritty, serious Daniel Craig in Skyfall, or you know. Listen, when James, they're trying to reboot it for the grown-ups, no, yeah, we want him on the moon. Yeah, James Bond is meant to be. Not camp, but a bit over the top. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think that's what Captain America does, or the Winter Soldier does really well. It does the over-the-top spy bit where Bond isn't allowed to anymore. And I think that's what makes it such a fun watch. And it, ma- it makes it so easy to watch over and over again. Uh, and Chris Evans is, is still excellent as Steve Rogers with the kind of, not boring, but very straight-laced, you know, by the books, I don't like bullies. I'm standing yeah. up for what's right, patriotism. But you, he's still got the fish out of water thing where he's, you know, at the start where he's got his book of references, which was very well done in so much that the, the producers or the directors changed what was on that list depending on what country the film was being shown in. I can't remember what it was they changed. Was this an album or, or a film they it was, changed? It was an album. I think they might have put something like Doctor Who on the English one as well. Cause it, was different, it was different all around. So I suppose Australia would have had like Home and Away. <laughs> Kylie on there, neighbours and some Jason Donovan. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Sweden would have had ABBA or something. Um, in, in many ways, he's lucky he landed in America, really, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't know what was on the on the cultural things that Captain Kazakhstan had to catch yeah. up on. No, no one needs to catch up on Turkish culture. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it's just from something little like that. But yeah, as a film as a whole. It was just a fantastic, fantastic spectacle. But you're right, he plays it very, very well and manages to pull the kind of straight-edged, straight-faced character really well, considering, like, previously he was the dude that was on fire. I can never remember his name. In Fantastic Four. 
It's human talk. It's human talk. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the, the actual name. But he played that stupid kind of cheeky dude, didn't he, in that? And that's kind of... His face is like... He's born to play that role. He, pl- he played like a, a dick. Yeah. He's meant to be a, it's meant to be a lovable one, but he just was a dick. Yeah. For everyone in that film. No one in that film had any redeeming qualities. No, no, no one came out of that film unscathed, really, did they? No. So he done really well, actually, I think, to shake that off and get another superhero role and do it as well as he has there. And then, obviously, we had um, Scarlett Johansson returning as Black Widow for this film. Yeah, she gets more and more convincing as the films go on. I But but it doesn't seem like she's going to get her own standalone film. So it, it seems like she'll just be popping up as the secondary character or, or you know, backup character to one of the other superheroes. Which really kind of sucks. And I think the same can be said for Hawkeye as well. I don't think Hawkeye will ever get his own movie. And I, the, I, two, the two of them together could probably pull off a decent movie. Yeah, because they, they work together before yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. So we can, I'd, I'd happily take a prequel movie, gladly. The pair of them working yeah. together. The two of them, I think, certainly deserve it. I'm surprised Jeremy Renner's even back involved after he moaned so much for not getting much screen time in... <laughs> In the first thing, you know, I thought you got quite a lot. I thought you'd done all right. I, as, as, someone who's not, as someone who's not a main character, I mean, he might have been a bad guy for a fair chunk of the film after Loki turned in bad, but still was on screen a fair bit. Well, yeah, yeah, but considering how his character looks in, like, the, the comics and the cartoons and that, you know, he wants to be lucky he's not running around in purple feathery helmet and be happy with the screen time he got. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked him, though. I liked. I thought he was great as Hawkeye. But I've got a bit of a soft spot for Jeremy Renner. Yeah. And then we had the introduction of Falcon as well into this film. Yeah, now that, because that kind of went a bit, bit weird with the comics, didn't it? Because not long after the film came out, they announced the Falcon became the first black Captain America in the comics, didn't they? Yeah. Which I, um, I kind of hoped that that was going to happen, you know, that we'd end up with that somewhere down the line. We're going to end up with... Anthony Mackie playing Captain America. Well, I mean, we we still could. It, it's still kind of up in the air, as because I think from the comics, it's either both of them take on the man, both him and and the Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes take on the mantle of Captain America. Yeah. Uh, at some point, so I mean, it's open as to which one would would take it, as we obviously did see Bucky Barnes return as the Winter Soldier in this movie, uh, and kind of have a bit of redemption at the end where he saved his old buddy Steve Rogers. Yeah, I think you have to have that happy ending though, don't you? Know, it yeah. doesn't matter what, because it's Marvel and it's, it's as much as they, they can be quite, have quite adult themes, they're, they're family films at the end, don't they? So you've got to have a bit of a happy ending. And hopefully it means that Bucky comes back, because I'd like to see more of the Winter Soldier. Certainly an, an interesting character, a conflicted character. Um, I think if anybody's going to complain about their screen time, it should be him. Considering, yeah. considering the film was named The Winter Soldier, he didn't seem to be in it very often. <laughs> no, that's a, a fair point to make. And he, and he was essentially just a henchman, wasn't he? Yeah. Henchman, henchman number one, in the same way as, as in the last Nolan Batman film, Bane was bigged up to be the big bad guy, and he was henchman number one. Absolutely. I, th- I was, was going to say exactly the same thing. It, it kind of has those same undertones of, we're going to use this really famous name to get you in, but yeah. that ain't the main bad guy. I thought that the Hydra thing was really well done, though, um, and obviously bled into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. Yeah. See, I haven't but seen any of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so I don't know how well it kind of goes I've, I've, I've not seen much of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and kind of gave up on it, but apparently that was the point where it went from being bad to good, was when it, it tied in with the Winter Soldier 
and the whole Hydra thing bleeding into to a, a um, Shield really started to boost the TV show. But it, it was really well done. The whole the whole thing. Um, it was the whole bringing yeah. everything suddenly up to date, along with Captain America. Yeah, uh, uh, and having you know in the film you had you know um, I can't remember the agent's name, but you know the, the female agent who lived across the hall from Steve Rogers um, oh, and, yeah. and cross and the crossbones and everyone like that as well, kind of the the a, the Hydra agents revealing themselves and it was just really well played. Yeah, because uh, they've done quite. A, they brought the the scientists from the, the the original one, didn't they? The stupid computer banks thing underground and managed to use him to bring the whole Hydra storyline. Yeah. to the modern day and it was it tied it up to the original Captain America without being too silly and I, I thought that they played that very very well yeah the Nick Fury uh, twist was it was pretty obvious though wasn't it well yeah you can't there was there was no way they were going to kill off Samuel Jackson whether, no. whether or not they kill off Nick Fury there's no way they're killing off Samuel Jackson he, <laughs> he he's too he's too big a person for you know, to not have in your films if he's if he's willing to be in them. Wasn't wasn't it in um, Revenge of the Sith where he told George Lucas that if his character died, he wasn't going out like a punk? <laughs> I did kind not of know did, that. Kind of, kind of did. Yeah, he really did. So so yeah, I mean, where where would you stand this then among the Marvel movies? I I think it's probably top top three. I think Guardians is my favourite just because of how much fun it was. <laughs> Um, and and then and then this is quite close to the first Avengers film, but it's those those three in the top three for me. Yeah, I think for me, kind of the same. I think it's still Winter Soldier still sits at number one for me because it's managed to be part of this massive franchise and this massive overarching story. But still, I can stick it on in front of someone that's never seen an MCU movie, and they would a get it and b enjoy it unless they're soulless. Guardians of the Galaxy has the same thing, but it's not part of the massive overarching franchise. What? Not, not yet, not yet. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of is, yeah. isn't it? You got like yeah. the little hit the Thanos. His name isn't it? The, the, yeah. the dude who turns up and does nothing in this second Marvel film. Yeah. So you, Guardians, I think, probably sits at number two for me. With I couldn't tell you a, a number three. I have to admit, probably the first Iron Man, just because it, it kicked off the whole thing and it was a big surprise to me. You know. People went to cinema and went, oh, it's Iron Man. Who, who the fuck's Iron Man? Mm, I think that's what we've said a lot of times before. So I think, yeah, probably Iron Man. The first Iron Man would be my number three. And what film are you most looking forward to uh, of Phase 3? So anything after uh, Age of Ultron and Ant-Man? Anything after Age of Ultron and Ant-Man? Probably Captain America. What they call it? The Civil War. Yeah. I think they need to drop Captain America from the title because it's, it's not going to be... A, it's going to be a a film involving a lot of, of characters, I think. But, yeah. I, I, see, this is why I'm kind of looking forward to it. I do think, because, you know, a lot of people have said it as well, and I, I said it after I saw Winter Soldier, that I don't think Chris Evans is going to be around for very much longer. Yeah. So I think they're calling it Captain America to make it a, maybe make it a bit more poignant when they remove Chris Evans and replace him with Bucky or Falcon or Scarlett Johansson or whoever they fancy putting... Uh, American flag. Yeah, I think the only reason they're calling it Captain America: Civil War is to make that point when they make yeah. the change. I I could be completely wrong, but I do. That's probably the one I'm looking forward to the most.
Uh, well, that's all for our, our retrospective view of Captain America to the Winter Soldier. Uh, thanks, Andrew, for joining us for that one. Oh, thanks for having me. The Failed Critics Podcast is presented by Steve Norman and Owen Hughes, created by James Diamond, with original music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, remixed by James Yule of JamesYule.com. You can find us at FailedCritics.com, on Twitter at FailedCritics, and Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash FailedCritics. Thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.